Welcome to the Learning Languages and Society with Gabby podcast, where it's all about the fascinating world of languages and culture. Let's rock. Hi, everybody. My name is Gabby, and today we're going to talk about fun ways to learn a language that do not involve munching on your grammar textbooks. The first way is by engaging in creative writing. Yeah, that's right. Writing can be an exciting and very motivating process of learning a foreign language. All of us, without exception, are creative and inventive. This is probably the reason we all love platforms such as Netflix, we love action movies, we love soap operas, TV shows, and so on. We love to see our favorite actors performing different roles in incredible and exciting, fantastic worlds. And yeah, we can do all that with creative writing. Moreover, writing opens up your consciousness in ways you would never have imagined. Yes, I know this might sound obvious to you, but when you write a story, your whole mind becomes quickly engaged and excited by the process of creating something beautiful and unique, a story that only you could have created. So as you can see, creative writing is a really personal thing. You start to look for words in order to create your story, which means you improve and enlarge your vocabulary, and you start to wonder about new ways to express a set of ideas using the right grammar. In other words, writing is awesome, especially if it is creative writing. Most often, such texts take the form of poems or stories but they are not limited to those. Okay, creative writing normally refers to the production of texts which have an aesthetic rather than a purely informative, instrumental, or pragmatic purpose. One of the chief distinguishing characteristics of creative writing texts is a playful engagement with language, stretching and testing its rules to the limit in a guilt-free atmosphere in which taking risks is encouraged. Such writing combines cognitive with affective modes of thinking, and as the poet Ronald Stuart Thomas once wrote, poetry is what arrives at the intellect by way of the heart. Beautiful, right? Okay, let's uh, check some of the benefits of creative writing for learners. So what are those benefits? Writing combines logic and intuition, which helps you develop a better understanding of how the language works. Perhaps you feel like you can hardly construct a sentence in the language you're learning. Well, that may be true, but you probably still know more words than you think. For more of a challenge, you could try to write a short text about a friend. This is more difficult, but can also be a lot of fun. Focus on describing your friend, their actions, and the sequence of events in the story. You're going to have a lot of fun doing that, trust me. Even if your sentences are not perfect, you can probably think of some adjectives to describe them and some verbs to talk about what they're doing. Don't worry about making mistakes. Just try to use the words you do know as best as you can to form sentences with them. At first, it's uh, it's best to focus on communicating ideas and meaning, even if your grammar is not correct. You may not be able to construct perfect sentences, but if you can get your meaning across, that's a start. Now, 
different ways to say the same thing. If you don't happen to know how to say one thing or describe a given situation, rephrasing what you wish to say in different ways will help you learn to think and use your limited linguistic resources in creative new ways. Forcing yourself to think in different new ways will help you expand your mind. Writing will help you reorganize chaotic elements and ideas from grammar and turn them into real stories. Needless to say that in order to consolidate your knowledge in grammar, it is a great idea to put some context around it. If you use your grammar framed with real-life situations, you will learn it much quicker and much better. Once you have first, once you have your first stories ready to go, you will gain confidence and start writing more and more. Trust me, I've gone through this process before. Writing will also help you identify and target your weaknesses much better. It will make you realize where you need to put the focus of your effort. It'll help you, likewise, fix your mistakes and move forward. So those are some of the benefits. Writing can be also the prelude of real-life conversations. This one is a really interesting one. If you write and hone your language skills well enough, well, you will become much more confident when you have to use your language skills in real life. So that's, that's an interesting one as well. Creative writing aids language development at all levels. It helps your grammar, your vocabulary, your phonology, and discourse. It requires learners to manipulate the language in interesting and demanding ways in attempting to express uniquely personal meanings as mentioned above. A key characteristic of creative writing is a willingness to play with the language. So here, that's a key concept. When you write, what you basically do, you you play with the language. So you have fun. You're doing something that uh, that you enjoy doing. Okay, so it's uh, it's self-expression. It's creative self-expression. Beautiful. Now, <clears throat> much of the teaching we do uh, tends to focus on the left side of the brain where our logical faculties are said to reside. Well, creative writing puts the emphasis on the right side of the brain with a focus on feelings, physical sensations, intuition, and musicality. This is a healthy restoration of the balance between logical and intuitive faculties. So don't forget that <clears throat> the main purpose of it is to express yourself, right? Not to learn premeditated rules uh, by mere logic, but but try to do something with it. It's um it's it's uh put what's inside of your heart out there, okay, and express yourself with the tools you have. So, <clears throat> um, perhaps most notable uh in the changes is a dramatic increase in self confidence and self-esteem, which creative writing tends to develop among learners. Learners also tend to discover things for themselves about the language and about themselves too, thus promoting personal as well as linguistic growth, which results in self-motivation. Well, as you can see, this is um, kind of a cycle. The more you write, more the more motivated you feel to, to keep on writing, uh, the better you your self-confidence and self-esteem uh, becomes and 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 the better adjusted to the environment you become so uh that's that's a great um that's definitely a great uh set of tools uh to learn a, to learn a language for sure and just to discover more about yourself 
regular creative writing, uh, uh, likewise, activities help you, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Regular creative writing activities help you to habitually construct sentences in the patterns of the target language rather than thinking in your native language. Grammar is best learned through examples and practice, and this makes creative writing a great way to master grammatical rules. All right, now, as you can see, uh, creative writing, writing in general, it's a, it's a beautiful way to, uh, to learn a language. It's a beautiful way to understand what you're doing with the language. And I'm not only talking about uh, stories, I'm also talking about poetry. So poetry in and out of itself is a different way of expressing feelings that are uh, a little different uh, from those that you express when writing regular stories, right? So uh, I would I would encourage you to to totally just follow uh, your heart and start writing and and put that those those skills right out there, right? <clears throat> okay, <clears throat> now we're gonna talk about uh, the second way to learn a foreign language. We're gonna talk about reading literature. Okay, reading literature is the sister of creative writing. Reading and writing are two sides of the same coin, obviously. Robert E. Scholes was an American literary critic and theorist. He's known for his ideas on fabulation and metafiction. And according to Robert, what students need is the kind of knowledge and skill that will enable them to make sense of their worlds, to determine their own interests, both individual and collective, and to see through the manipulations of all sorts of texts in all sorts of media, and to express their views in some appropriate manner. He calls attention to the value of literary study in making students more discerning users and consumers of language. In his opinion, the close and careful reading that takes place when students work with the complex and varied discourses of literature helps them to become a more analytical, more analytical about all forms of language. So active learning in this sense means that students participate in their own education and do active things that result in learning. Furthermore, authors such as Joanne Colley and Stephen Slater consider that in reading literary texts, students have to cope with language intended for native speakers, and thus they gain additional familiarity with many linguistic uses, forms, and conventions of the written mode, with irony, exposition, argument, narration, and so on. That's That was beautiful right there. So through literature, students not only see people they might never have encountered or spoken with in ordinary life, okay, that's obvious, but they see the world through the eyes of the characters portrayed in a story, okay? So not only do you read... Uh, war and peace and and you see all these you encounter all these uh characters that you've never you would have never talked to uh, obviously they're fictional most of them but but it's just just that it's it, you see life through their eyes right so this multicultural aspect of literature can be used to teach readers to identify cultural heritages and understand psychological changes in time there you go now that that was a mouthful Wow, that's a lot of uh, it's a lot of uh, condensed 
uh, stuff right there. So in essence, uh, what we do when we read literature and how we use literature in order to learn languages, we could summarize that in essence, uh, reading literature will help you understand your own interests. So it will make you discover your own interests and your own views of the world. Okay. It will also help you analyze different forms of language, especially language intended for native speakers. So that is a double win-win for you right there. Now, an effective way in which you can learn how to best take advantage of reading literature can be performed by forming small groups of language students. So you and your bodies, for example, who are learning a new language, let's suppose you're all, you guys are learning, um, I don't know, um, Turkish or Swedish, whatever, right? You can all get together in order to learn a new language. So I don't know, every Wednesday evening you can get together and and you can start reading a story first and then become involved in the process of learning by participating in what is called active learning through a discussion, like a class discussion and Socratic seminars. So what is all this? Well, it means that students such as yourself, you could uh, sit with your buddies and sit in a circle so you can look at each other directly. And then uh, questions can be discussed and, uh, and these questions can be divided in three different categories. So uh, there might be, for example, an opening question. So normally the Socratic seminar starts when the teacher, in this case, it would be one of the students, one of you guys, poses a question that any of the other guys in the class or in the circle who read the book or who have read the book uh, could answer. For example, this story is really about this or that, or what character did you empathize with and why? So uh, basically, you would start asking questions about the book you you guys all read and questions that are open, questions that are easy to answer, and questions that would engage the other students or your, your other buddies into, into the conversation. Now, the aim of the opening question is to give every... Um, every student of the language, every one of you guys, a chance to talk, to be heard, and ideally to gain confidence, right, by using the language. Now, the role of the teacher at uh, this point or the role of the student or whoever wants to be uh, or play the teacher in the, the circle of students in the seminar is only to listen and not to make uh, any critique or or to clarify anything. Just sit down there and, and kind of listen to to, to the other guys talk. Now there are other questions. Obviously we come to core questions. So these questions are rooted in the text, but are still open-ended and challenging so as to promote a thoughtful dialogue. How and why questions work particularly well and also questions that induce students to evaluate characters, actions, relationships, and motives. Now, as the seminar progresses, the teacher may intervene or whatever, whoever wants to play the teacher may intervene to ask follow-up questions if the arguments are not clear and to invite reluctant participants to get involved, okay? And then finally, there might be a closing question. So the aim of these questions is to encourage participants to apply the ideas presented to their particular experiences and to have them express their personal opinions, right? So um, answering 
these closing questions does not require use of the text, but provides students with the chance to share their own perspectives. For example, you could say, um, I don't know, how do the ideas in this text relate to your own lives? Is it right that society establishes differences between people, people's social classes, for example, right? So let's suppose that the book you're reading in literature um, and your exercise of literature is about uh, different social classes in the United States in the 1900s, for example. I don't know, just uh, something that... That I, that I just made up right now. So uh, you could start asking questions about your own uh, appreciation of, uh, of social classes in the United States, in the modern world, uh, how you view yourself uh, framed in this context. If you think that your own experience resembles uh, that or, or of any of the characters in the, in the book, so all of these little things right there will give you some context in order to express yourself and uh, and basically to relate to the book uh, in a different way from from a personal perspective. Okay, there you go. So <clears throat> inspiring and encouraging students to become active participants, uh, the use of the target language to talk about their personal views, and to see language and literature as tools for self-development are not simple and effortless tasks, but this should be the new challenges for teachers, or at least for outstanding teachers. So basically, if one of you guys in the circle uh, that you have formed, let's say Wednesday evenings to talk about literature, wants to play the teacher, well, <clears throat> this is a uh, this is a great way to you know improve yourself as as a teacher in this new role and and to learn more about how to teach you know how to teach a language and how to how to learn a language right anyway that was that is that does that for uh reading literature now let's hop on the third way to learn a language okay well this one is a little bit different and and it's it's a lot of fun as well it's uh it's about learning games and uh learning activities or playing activities uh, and it's maybe by far um, one of the most ways to learn a language for, for some people, okay? I'm not saying this applies to everybody else. I can say that, for example, in my case, I've learned languages before uh, in different ways from grammar textbooks and then talking to people or just by immersing myself in the, in the language by living in the country. And, and I've never actually used, uh, that I can remember, games to play um uh to learn languages except maybe uh from instances when i've used for example i remember when i was going to india and i was on an airplane and i and i used this little game and i played this little game that they had on the on the seats right where you had to well in order to learn a language that you could pick up from the from from the game, you had to kind of like a play a little game or something, and I, and I thought it was quite cool to do that, right? But I have to say that I came about doing that much later in life. That's not how I learned languages, but I think that's a great way to do it anyway. So why not just introduce this way in your own uh, routine to learn a new language? So you've got different types of games. Uh, you got one called charades which is a game in which some of the players try to guess a word or phrase from the actions of another player who may not speak. So uh, this is a lot of fun. You'd have uh, maybe uh, uh, two different groups of people, two different groups of students, and and then you would go in couples, and then, I don't know, your partner would try to do something 
with their hands and 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 do stuff for you to try to guess what that person's trying to say in the language, right? In the language you guys are learning. So that that's pretty cool. It's called charades. Another one would be bingo. I think everybody knows bingo, so I'm not gonna explain much of it. So you can use this popular this popular game uh, by using cards in the language you're learning. And maybe to make it even more challenging, uh, the bingo color uh, can say words in English and the people playing have to identify the term in the language they're learning, okay? So maybe, you know, that's uh, that's another way to do this. Uh, another game is called Pictionary. So Pictionary is a word sketch game played in teams. So players work in teams and try to get their teammates to guess the secret word by drawing a picture that represents the word, similarly to acting the word out in charades. Okay, so it's a similar uh, type of game as charades. <clears throat> Here you go. Now, other ways, more conventional ways maybe to do that uh, would be to watch a movie in original version. So this can be a great language learning tool because you can hear the words spoken in the language you're learning as you read them on the screen. So this helps you not just uh, with uh, vocabulary, but also with pronunciation. So I cannot emphasize how important it is to watch movies in original version. So uh, actually there's this little anecdote. I was talking the other day uh, to this Dutch guy who said to me that people in the Netherlands, apparently, and other countries in Northern Europe, uh, Scandinavia as well, I guess, say or or usually think that they uh, they're good at languages, good at English, for example, because they watch most of their movies in original version, right? I don't know what's the data or the scientific data for that. I don't know to what extent that would be uh, right or wrong, but uh, I have to say that it's quite of an interesting vision right I've, I've, I've not not just this Dutch guy but I've, I've talked to other people before who think uh, the same thing so apparently in Spain uh, we watch movies or films in uh, that are dubbed so we miss that part right and uh, and I guess uh, we miss uh, I'm not saying that they're not well done they're great they're great uh, greatly dubbed and 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 I think they're awesome also to to watch them in uh, in in Spanish version but certainly we miss the part uh, where the pronunci pronunciation is out there we also miss some familiarity with the language uh, with the, how it is used in what context uh, the language is used and so um, yeah we miss a little bit of that. I think uh, it's uh, it's also a great idea to to do that, and I'm going to add as well listening to podcasts in uh, original, in the in the original uh, version, obviously, right in the language you're you're learning. But I'm not talking about language podcasts only. I'm also talking about just uh, regular podcasts where people talk about different things, right? Not very specific. Uh, subjects but general subjects i think that would be the uh, the main idea so if you want to improve your uh, listening skills it would be great to maybe listen to a podcast let's say in russian uh, in which uh, the main subject revolves around i don't know changes in society in the last 100 years or changes in russia in the last 20 30 years for example right or any of those any of those subjects could be uh, interesting they're you know quite wide so basically the vocabulary that you're going to be listening to is probably not as difficult 
uh, as maybe you know vocabulary that you would listen to if you had to listen to a podcast on I don't know mechanics or something or engineering for example right so um, that could be a, a thing you could work with if you're starting to learn a language another one would be listening to music and while reading the lyrics so this one is an excellent one an excellent one listening to music in the language you're learning can help you master pronunciation and learn to sing in that language as we as you speak okay well that's amazing uh that's a great tool to learn a language if you're listening to for example i don't know your uh, your i don't know I, I i used to listen to metallica when i was a kid and i used to read the lyrics and and listen to the songs and try to sing along right so it's great because it emotionally uh associates you with what you're learning right so you're connected with the language not just because you're learning it and you have to it's not another subject subject at school but you're actually interacting with it in a way you feel it in your heart and your emotions so you so you become really uh, uh glued in a way to this uh to this language you're learning by means of singing it's just just beautiful anyway guys uh hope you liked this little episode right here on different ways or fun ways to learn uh, languages. There's obviously many more, but I thought I would just bring up some of them. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for putting up, putting up with me. Uh, I hope you have a great uh, rest of the day and please don't forget to subscribe. Bye-bye.